Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. In the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Judah, King Nebuchadrezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. The Lord handed King Jehoiakim over to Judah, over to him, along with some of the vessels from the house of God. Nebuchadrezzar carried them to the land of Babylon, to the house of his God, and put the vessels in the treasury of his God. The king ordered Aspenah, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility, young men without any physical defect, good-looking, suitable for instruction and all wisdom, knowledgeable, perceptive, and capable of serving in the king's palace. He was to teach them the Chaldean language and literature. The king assigned them daily provisions from the royal food and from the wine that he drank. They were to be trained for three years. At the end of that time, they were to attend the king. Among them from the Judaites were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief eunuch gave them names. He gave them Belshazzar to Daniel, Shadrach to Hananiah, Meshach to Mishael, and Abednego to Azariah. You may be seated. What do you do when your world is shaken up? I don't know about you, but it seems like everywhere we turn in the world today, things are shaky. Things are not seem to be like it was on solid ground like it once was. Today it seems like our values that, that we once held long to are we no longer looking toward. And so Isaiah warned that a culture is headed to collapse if it reverses the values that made it healthy in the first place. Isaiah says in Isaiah 5 verse 20, You are doomed if you call evil good and you call good evil. Destruction is certain when you call darkness light and light darkness. When right is considered wrong and wrong is considered right, then you claim what is bitter is sweet and what is sweet is bitter. This is what happened some 2,500 years ago in the land of Babylon. There was a great nation that the Israel have, Israelites had fallen into immorality, injustice, and idolatry. And prophets like Jeremiah and prophets like Zephaniah had been warning the people of God that he was upset and they were going to lose their freedom if they did not change their ways. And sure enough, around 600 B.C., the emperor of a powerful land and the Babylonian Empire invaded Israel, destroyed Jerusalem, and took some 25% of its inhabitants back as POWs to the land of Babylon. And they were held captive there for 70 years. Now the collapse of that culture shook everyone to its very core. Now another guy who had been uh, warning that Israel was in, in a bad way was asked Paul, who was a songwriter, a musician. And in Psalm 82, verse 1 through 5, he says, God presides over heaven's cloud, and he pronounces judgment on judges. How long will the judges hound down unjust decisions and show partiality? Give fair judgments to the poor and the orphans, uphold the rights of the oppressed and the defenseless, rescue the poor and the helpless, and deliver the helpless and heart from the heartless evil people. Because the leaders are foolish and lack understanding, people are living in dark times, and all the foundations seem to be shaken in society. Sounds like we're living today. Sounds like this could be today's news. Take out your smartphone, open up an app, watch the TV, read the newspaper, whatever way you receive news. It sounds like what's going on today. The very fabric and foundation of our society is being shaken. 
seems right is called wrong and wrong is called right. Dark is called light and light is called dark. These are difficult days that we find ourselves in, my friends. These are times that are very, very unstable. And we, we see from these passages of Scripture the foundations that are affecting us today. Think about the economy. We're dealing with inflation. It costs more to get things now than it did in the past. It's almost a generation. Even if you can find things to get. Shelves are bare. Lots are empty. It's hard. The supply chain of the just-in-time supply chain of our economic system has, has broken. We don't put things back in distribution centers like we once did and, and, and put things ready and manufacture things. These are challenging times economically for us and the land that we live in today. Not only have we have economic challenges, we have challenges in our government. It talks here from the, the psalmist talks about it's because our leaders are foolish and lack understanding. Some of the stuff our leaders do in our land, I don't get. It's stupid stuff. And I think sometimes we just get stuck on stupid. And that, 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 that's a problem because all we do is spin around and around and around. And if you always do what you always done, you always get what you always got. And you always be where you always been. Nothing changes. And you know, if you remember records, there was these round. I know these, they don't have a clue. What is he talking about? This is the ancient dinosaur that, that Pastor Jeremy has dug up today to come and preach to us. But these, they were these round things. And they were made of vinyl. And they spun round and round. And there was this little thing you would drop down on it. And it was this, it was this needle. And, and, and it would go round and round. And it would magically make music. It was wonderful. But sometimes if that record got a scratch, it would just go, zip, 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 zip. you know what you had to do? Boom, jump on the floor. And it would cause that needle to move forward. And, and the song could continue on. Sometimes when we're spinning around and around in life and we're stuck on stupid and we don't know which direction to go in and we're getting dizzy, sometimes the Lord just needs to shake us up a little bit and jar us some so we can move on to finish what God has created us to be and do in our lives. And so if you feel dizzy today, if you feel like you're spinning around and around today, you need to know that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. He has a great vision for us. And he wants us to do good things. Today, we're looking at losing freedom of speech like we've never had before. People, if they don't like what we say or what position we hold, they just cancel us. There are preachers in North America today, in Canada, and in the United States of America that have been arrested for preaching the truth of the Word of God. Friends, I expect one day if I keep doing this long enough, I live long enough, they're going to haul me off in handcuffs and take me to jail. And I just hope there's some deacons out there that will get some bail and get me out. I'm not sure whether they will or not. But I'm, I'm telling you, these are trying times. These are difficult days. I'm a track coach, and I coach both boys and girls high school track. And, and you know, uh, I, I'm a little disturbed right now that, that boys are running in girls' races, and they're beating girls. It isn't fair to the girls. The girls work hard to achieve the, 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 the measures and the standards that they get. You know what? God created two genders, male and female. This isn't Baskin-Robbins, my friend. This isn't 54, 55 flavors. I mean, there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, the Bible says it leads to death. Right is right, wrong is wrong. But in the world we live in today, it's all mixed up and, and messed up and jumbled up. And it is absolutely crazy what's going on. Today is a day that we focus on the sanctity of human life across churches in America today. And we need to remember, remind ourselves today that God is the giver of life. And we need, to, we need to value life. And just because it might be legally right, 
to, do, to have an abortion doesn't mean it's morally and ethically and biblically right to do so. We need to find ways as brothers and sisters of Christ to invest in pregnancy centers and helping those that find themselves in situations that they hadn't planned on being in. To, find, to, to let them understand the value that God has given them and the, and, and the gift of life and the gift of, of child. And so it's important for us today in the midst of everything going on with, with education reforms and governmental reforms and economic reforms that we're living in very shaky, uncertain times. And so how do we deal with, with, with life when this happens? Well, when we're living in these kind of times, we need to study the life of Daniel like we looked at in our scripture today. Daniel, in this passage of scripture, was a 15-year-old teenager. So this is a young person here. And he lived through a time of destruction of his nation. He was carted off from his nation to a foreign land. He was taken as a POW, a prisoner of war, to a foreign land. He was separated from his family and he was living in a hostile environment and culture to what he had once known. The book of Daniel covers some 70 years of his life. So he has a word for you whether you're a young person today or he has a word for you whether you're a senior adult today. God has got a plan for your life no matter what season or time in life you find yourself in. God is not finished with any of us yet. And as long as we have breath, we need to seek to serve our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, we get an example from Daniel's life and how we can thrive no matter what life throws at us. We've had a lot thrown at us in our community, have we not? We've had a tornado that, that's hit us here. We've had another tornado that's hit us here. We've had snowstorms that have hit us here. Weather is a topic of conversation in this community. There is no doubt about it. But we're going to have weather events. We're going to also have life events that come our way. They're going to shake us up. And how are we going to, how are we going to thrive and survive, not only just survive during those times? In Daniel 1, 1 through 7 that I just read, it says that, that King Jehoiakim's reign and King Nebuchadnezzar from, from Babylon besieged Jerusalem and the armies. And God gave Nebuchadnezzar the victory. Have you ever felt besieged with work, problems, conflict? Have you felt besieged by the coronavirus for the last two years? I mean, we feel like we've just been under siege and, and that, that it's hard to find a breakthrough and move forward. We're doing things like we've never done before, like we never thought we would do before. And we become weary, we become worn, and we become just, just wondering, when will this end? How will it end? And it, it's just overwhelming at times. And, it, and, and it, gets, it starts working on us. But how do we deal with problems like that when we feel besieged? We need to remain strong and not be shaken. God oftentimes uses pagan leaders to correct God's children. It says here in our passage that, that, that the king from Babylon came and overtook the king of, 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 of Israel. And, 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 and they brought the captives back. And what did they do? They chose the best looking, the strongest, and the smartest young men that they could find. Sounds like our society today, doesn't it? We, the world's value is, let's judge you on your appearance. How do I look? And I don't know about you, but I got up this morning and I took a shower and I busted the beard because I didn't, I didn't look that good. Put my hair up in curlers and everything for you and parted it right down the middle. And, you know, I want to make sure I look good because people are interested in our appearance today. Every form of media that will communicate to you, you got to look a certain way, wear a certain brand, have a certain style. 
That's all, all important for us in the world we live in today. It was important 2,500 years ago, back in Daniel's day, to young people as well. And then we think about athletic ability. Would any of you be interested in the NFL this afternoon? There's, there's games going on. Preacher, this game starts in, in 19 minutes. I got, you know, it's like, it's like there's three more, okay? It's all right. There's more, more, more. But, but we, we know the stats, of football players. And we could tell you everything going on with UK or U of L basketball players. And, and we know all those things, but we have a hard time naming five disciples in the Bible. We know, we, we know all these things. We get our priorities wrong. We, we, we put our, our value on athletic ability like they did back in, in, in the days of Daniel. And also academic aptitude. That was something that was valued and talked about here in Scripture. How smart are how, how big of a score can you make on ACT? You don't even want to know my ACT score. They call me single digit. I mean, it's just terrible, terrible. And I mean, you know, what is your mental aptitude? People judge us on those kinds of things. Now, but then in this passage, it goes on to put them through a three-year cultural indoctrination program. Sounds like college today. Are you aware that many of our young people that grow up in our churches will go off to college and be re-indoctrinated and they will stray from the faith? Never to return again. And if they do, many times it's later in life. Ladies, gentlemen, it's important for you to stay strong in the faith. The world ain't got nothing to offer you out there that you ain't got right here and here. I'm going to tell you, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. And it's important that you stay strong in your faith. But, you know, we, they've got these indoctrination programs. What were they doing? They were systematically trying to reprogram these Jewish teenagers. They were shaking things up and they were forcing them to forget the former. They were replacing godly values with pagan values. They have separated these teens from their parents and they're giving them new names and new identities. We got things today called smartphones. And things happen in nanoseconds. Images and, and, and values and, and, and things that are placed on the minds of our young people today that, that, that really reprogram the way they think. It's absolutely unbelievable. This same thing was happening back in Daniel's day, just in a different way. There is nothing new under the sun, all right? It's just different means and methods that are found to take us away and cause us to stray from the plan and the path that God has for us. And so we got to get to a point. Would you say in this 15-year-old's life that he's seen some shaky foundations? Sure, he's seen some difficult times. But yet he grew into a great man of God. Despite everything going on right now, coronavirus, the economy, the government, your health, whatever it is, you can still become all that God has created you to be. You can still rise above whatever situation and circumstance you may find yourself in in life. Life may have taken some difficult turns for you in life, but you can rise above it. Don't accept where you are and just stay stuck where you're at. You need to say, I can, can go forward with Christ in me. From Daniel's model, you have to learn some skills at every stage of life. Whether you're a teenager or whether you're a senior adult, we learn some skills from Daniel's life that we apply to our life to make it during uncertain times and difficult days. Let me give you some suggestions this morning. Don't be surprised by adversity. In this world, you are going to have trouble, okay? There's going to be some adverse times. Although the collapse of the nation was a shock to Daniel, it wasn't unexpected to him as a teenager. 
Daniel had been hearing Jeremiah and Zephaniah warn about it because he had been studying the Word of God and hearing the Word of God preached. One of the most important things you can do as a parent is get your kids into Sunday school and bring them to church. Let them study the Word of God and let them hear the Word of God. It molds the mind. It shapes the heart. It's important. It directs the paths of their feet. If you have kids, it's important that you make a commitment to be involved in church. So don't be surprised by adversity. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, don't be shocked or surprised when you suffer through painful tests and trials as if something strange is happening to you. John 16.33, Jesus says, In this world you will have experienced difficulties, and I encourage you not to be shook by those difficulties. Christ reminds us of that once again. Now, what is a typical human response uh, when, when tough times come in our life? We tend to play the blame, blame game. It's been going on since the first male and female that God made. Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed Adam. And the serpent didn't have a leg to stand on. I mean, we've been playing the blame game from day one. And so we're still good at that. You know, actually there are four sources of shakeups in your life. And so one is my old nature. I'm my own biggest problem. What about you? I'm the one that, that messes most of the stuff up in my life. It's not outside influences. It's me. I'm the biggest challenge I've got in my own life. Then the world. The world wants to pull me down to their level. Another way is Satan. Satan is the enemy that wants to trip you up. And then there's God. God sometimes shakes up your life to get your attention, to get you to make a choice to make a change in your life. Now that's what I want us to look at today. Regardless of the source of your shaking, and I'm not talking about the old rock, old rock and roll song. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. We're not going to get into Jerry Lee and Elvis and all that today. But I'm telling you, sometimes we got to get some shaking going on in our lives in order for us to, 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 to see clearly what God wants us to see. So let's think about some things today. Look at some ways that God might use situations and circumstances in your life to bring you about to where he wants you to be. Let me close today with a handful of things, a handful of suggestions of lessons learned from Daniel's life, whether it be a teenager or a senior adult, of, of what kind of difference God can make in our lives, even in certain times and difficult days. Because we certainly are in those, are we not? These are certainly uncertain times and difficult days. First thing that we can see, that we need to look that for, for God's ways to, that he might use me in my life, is that, that we need to see sometimes God shakes things up to inspect me. God shakes things up to inspect me. Now, so what is really going on inside of you? What are your motivations? What's your fears? What's your values? What are your beliefs? What are your misperceptions? You know, what are these things that you, you've, you've held on to that really weren't true? Maybe it's a false view of the world. Do you hold a biblical worldview that's seeing the world through the lens of the Bible, not through the lens of the world? The world will say you should look at the world this way. The Bible says you need to look at the world this way. One of the most important things that you can do as a person of God is to have a biblical worldview. Say, how does the Bible view this situation or circumstance in the world I live in today? That, that's, that's one of the most revolutionary, impacting things that can happen to you 
in your life is to, to make that choice to have a biblical worldview. And so Jeremiah 17.10 says this, The Lord searches our hearts and examines our deepest motives so he can give each of us the, what we need as a reward according to how we have lived. Friends, I just need you to know that this life is like when you go to a movie. There, there's the prelude, there's the, the previews of coming attractions. You know what I'm talking about before a movie starts? That's what this life is. This is a prelude of coming attractions. The real game is our home in heaven, not here on this earth. We are just travelers passing through on this planet, my friends. The real game is eternal life with Christ Jesus our Lord and our home in heaven. You know, for all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, they shall be saved. God so loved this world. He loved it so much that he gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for you, to pay the price and the penalty for your sin in order that you might be brought back into right relationship with him. There's a problem we got in our life. It's called sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. What you earn because of your sin is death. But there's some good news. The free gift of God is eternal life. How do you get that free gift from God? How do you go from, from, from wage to free gift? How do you go from sin to, to, to God? How do you go from, from death to eternal life? It happens through Christ Jesus our Lord and the work that he did for you on the cross of Calvary. And for you, my friends, he died for your sins. He loved you that much. He cares that much about you. So you need to know that you are highly valued and highly loved by the Lord. He cares deeply and greatly for you, my friends. And so we need to understand that, that we need to keep his commands. And we need to sometimes, he shakes us up to inspect us to see what we are about. So the question I ask you to ask is this. What does this problem reveal about me? If I've got a problem going on or an unstable situation or circumstance in my life, ask this question. What does this problem reveal about me? Do I need to have a change of heart? Do I need to have a change of mind? Do I need to have a change of attitude? Do I need to have a change of action? What is it that I need to do? What, what do I need to do personally? So, so look inward and see what it is that you need to do, the first thing. A second thing. Another, uh, another lesson we learn, I think, from the, from the life of Daniel is sometimes God shakes things up to correct me. This is what happened in the nation of Israel some 2,500 years ago. They had fallen into adultery. They had fallen into immorality. They had fallen into injustice. And God is, is saying, hey, I'm going to cure you of these addictions. You know, it, it may be a hard lesson learned, but I'm going to cure you. Hebrews 12, 8 through 11, God corrects all of his children. And if he doesn't correct you, then you don't really belong to him. God corrects us for our own good because he wants us to be holy as he is holy. And it's never fun being corrected. In fact, at that time, it's always painful. But if we learn and obey from being corrected, we will do the right thing and live in peace. Really, what is it that we all want? We want peace. This world is absolutely full of chaos, is it not? This world is full of conflict. And we need peace. We need a peace that passes understanding. And that can only come from the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. He's the only one that can offer us peace in the midst of this conflicting world that we live in today. So seek to serve our Savior and seek to look to the Prince of Peace. Next, it's extremely important for us to understand that when God spoke the Ten Commandments to Moses 
on Mount Sinai. Look what happened. Hebrews 12, 20, 26 and 27. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. And it says, I will not only shake the earth, but the heavens too. It is by this means that I will sift out everything without a solid foundation so that only the unshakable things will be left. Friends, there's been a lot of foundations moved because of tornadoes that we've seen in this community and throughout our region. We've seen a lot of physical foundations impacted. But I want to tell you, there are a whole lot of spiritual foundations that have been blown off the foundation of the world we live in today. People are looking to, to, to their way. Their way will not work. Well, some people are home today watching Oprah on Super Soul Sunday. Well, you can sip from Oprah's syncretism stew. Take a little bit of Judaism, a little bit of Hinduism, a little Buddhism, a little this, that. Mix it up. Get Oprah, get her brew in her stew going like that. Dip out her cup and have my nice little coffee cup and sit on my couch in my house slippers. And, 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 and I can sip from syncretism stew. A little bit of every kind of religion. Mix it up and it all works for me. Or maybe I can, I can read Dianetics and be like those big Hollywood people out in Hollywood, those stars. And, and I can believe in what L. Ron Hubbard believes. And I can be a Scientologist. And I can wait for, for Zunu, the great warrior princess, to come back and hover over the mansion in California and the spaceship and come back and, and bring L. Ron Hubbard back uh, to the planet there in California. Or, or maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe I can be like Buddha and I can just sit around and cross my legs. I really can't do that. My, I'm just not flexible that way. So I never could be a Buddhist. But I mean, you know, maybe I'll just sit there and I'll just peel things back and it'll all, I'll get it all sorted out when I get back to nothing and my one will be of my Atman. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I could be, maybe I could be like Joseph Smith and go out and, and dig gold like they do on Gold Rush out west and find some gold tablets and, and dig them up and, and think that I can be the God of my own planet one day. That's the end game for the male in the, in the Mormon faith. I can be the God of my own planet. Not, 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 not. There's only one way to get to God, and that is through Jesus the Son. The world will tell you there's all kinds of paths, all kinds of plans, all kinds of places you can go. But I'm telling you, Jesus is the only answer for the instability that faces our world today. Christ and Christ alone. We need to understand that. We need to remind ourselves of that. We need to tell others about that. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Third thing, the third thing we can grab hold of and hold on to when, during unshakable times is this. Sometimes God shakes things up to direct me. Proverbs 16, 9, a person may plan his own journey, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 20, 30, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Have you ever gone through a painful experience in your past? And that was what God needed to do in your life? To get a course correction? To get you on the pathway that he intended you to be on all along? Sometimes we all have painful experiences of our past. How are we going to process those, accept those, and assimilate those into our life for good? And not that they take us down and taint our view of life. You know, one, one of the effects of change in your life is that it forces you to think better. And, and a lot of things in life could be corrected if we just think better, wouldn't they? If we just think better. We need to learn how to think better in our faith. Psalm 119.59, I thought about my life and I directed my feet back to the written instructions. Pastor Jeremy has encouraged you all to read the Bible through. One of the most important things this church can do over the next year is to read the Bible through. 
let God's word get into you and you get into God's word, then it will get out in the community. It'll make an impact on the world that we live in today. One of the things I did when I was 12 years old as a teenager, like we read about in Daniel today, I was lost, but I began reading the Bible through every year. Four years later, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. The Word worked on me. The Word will work on you. Every time I open the Word, God speaks to me in a new way that I've never seen before. Why? Because it's living, it's real, it's impacting Get into God's Word, my friends. It's the most important thing. Preacher, I don't have time. I'm busy. If you watch a half-hour sitcom, one each day, okay? There are 18 minutes of television programming and 12 minutes of commercials. Are you aware of that? If you would just read the Bible during the commercials, blah, 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 I'm back, blah, 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 blah. You would read the entire Bible through in a year if you just take out the commercials. You don't even have to have Hulu to do it for you. You can do it. You can sit, discipline yourself and sit your mind to investigate, to know, to seek wisdom, and to learn from the Word of God. As you begin 2022, I can think of nothing any more important for you to do than to read God's Word. It will change your life. It will change your family. It will change this church the more people that get into God's Word. So I want to encourage you to, to follow your pastor's lead and read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. This leads me to the question, where is this problem leading me? What direction do I need God to lead me in? A fourth thing that we can do as we, as we learn from the life of, 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 of Daniel, we see that, that, that it's important that we see what, what's going on here. Sometimes God shakes things up to protect me. Job 36, 16, God has led you away from danger, giving you freedom. Have you ever had a divine detour in your life? Sometimes we think the best way to go someplace is to get on the interstate and just go. But if you get on the interstate and there's a wreck, you're stuck. Or if you get on the interstate and go to Nashville, you'll never make it to Nashville. I mean, it's like every time I've been to Nashville, the last five times, I get sitting on the interstate. I don't know what it is, but the Tennessee Department of Transportation needs some assistance. That's all I can tell you. And so we, we've got to pray for them and, 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 and help them. But, but, I mean, we think the interstate is the best way because we can just go and roll and get there. It's the most direct route. But it may not be. It may not be. Sometimes God is going to put a divine detour in your way and make you go another way, another pathway than you thought. But that's the journey God intended for you to take all along. He wants you to learn the lessons along the way and each and every step of the way that you go and every day in your life. So don't, don't negate those divine detours. Genesis 50 verse 20 says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. There are people in this life that want to do you harm. But I can tell you this, God has a plan for you. He wants to protect you and watch over you. There's a, and, and that leads me to this question. Ask how could this problem be protecting me? I may be going through this problem right now, but how could it be protecting me? Fifth and final thing, and I close with this. Sometimes God shakes things up to perfect me. To perfect me. 1 Peter 5.10 After you have suffered for a little while, the Lord God of all grace who calls you to share His eternal glory and union with Christ will Himself perfect you and give you firmness, strength, and a sure foundation. Romans 5.3 and 4 We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials for we know that they are good for us. They help us to learn to be patient 
and patience develops strength of character in us, and it helps us to trust God more each time we use it. Friends, God is more interested in your character than he is your comfort. What's going on in the church today, by and large, is there's been a lot of callousness. When, when the coronavirus started almost two years ago, my heartfelt prayer was this, Lord, use this to drive the church to its knees. May we humble ourselves before you, seek your face, turn from our wicked ways. And might, might we listen once again to, to the word that you have for us? But I've got to be honest with you, I've been gravely disappointed in the church at large. It's not done that for us. We've gone our own way, done our own thing. And, and, and if anything, the church attendance is less now than it was then. I was hoping this would be a part of a spiritual awakening that would begin drawing people back to the Lord and realizing their situations and circumstances life. It's been the exact opposite. We who are God's people must pray to the God of our faith, the God who is the maker, master, ruler, creator, sustainer of this universe, that he would draw men and women and boys and girls to himself through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. He would convince them of their sin and convict them of their sin. And that he might use us as his witnesses to work in the world we find ourselves in today so that they can find life abundant, full, meaningful, and eternal. Let me ask a question as I, as I close this morning. Have you ever received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? Maybe you're going through life right now. It seems kind of shaky. It seems uh, unstable. Things don't seem to be working out. They don't seem to make sense. Maybe today is the day that you need to call on the name of the Lord Jesus and be saved. Be forgiven your sin of those things that separate you from God. Come back to, to a right relationship with Him. Maybe you're here today and you need to join fellowship with His church. Maybe you've been visiting for a while. Your letter's somewhere else, but your life is here now. You like what's going on. God's doing great things here at Eastwood Baptist Church. Bring your letter where your life is. Maybe today you need to follow the Lord in believer's baptism like this young man did today. You may need to call on the Lord be saved and then take that first step of obedience of being baptized. You say, preacher, I've known Jesus for a long time, but I've never taken that step. Maybe today you need to come forward during this invitation time and say, I want to I follow through on that commitment to Christ and I want to be baptized. Maybe you're here today as a believer and there's just been a lot of things going on in the last couple of years in your life. And things seem very unstable. It may seem unstable in, in your work. It may seem unstable in your family. It may seem unstable with your health. There's a lot of instability. But I can tell you this without a shadow of doubt. The Lord Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the power of God. And he is coming again to make this world right once again, my friends. And all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is going to set up a theocracy of God and a government of God. And a plan for this planet that's going to make it awesome to live in. And I'm looking forward for that day and I'm longing for that day. I know this, that when I check out of this life... I'm going to check into heaven because I've made proper preparations with Jesus and I have room reservations waiting on me in heaven because the Bible tells me that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I've called on Jesus' name when I was a teenager at 16 and I got saved. And there's nothing the world can do to ever pluck me out of the hand of God because we as Baptists believe in something called once you're saved, you're always saved. And if that's the case, then you need to have a no-so salvation. Maybe you've been doubting your salvation. Maybe you've been, Lord, I've got some doubts creeping on my mind. Maybe Satan's been trying to come and trip you up. You need to know, my friends, that God is the author and the perfecter of your faith. Stay strong in your faith. Stay committed to Christ. Trust in his way and his word for your life.